For more than two years, Larry Morrow shared incredible conversations with broadcast legends from Cleveland and around the world with his radio audience on Salem Broadcasting. The radio program was called Larry Morrow's Take Two. So now it's time to take you back to those 30-minute shows as we do a podcast replay here on the Larry from the Heart podcast platform. Subscribe to this podcast and remember to share it with a friend. This is Larry Morrow's Take Two, the podcast. Enjoy. I'm Larry Morrow, and this is Take Two the radio program that looks inside a person's adventure, not so much from the outside in, but the inside out. In the next 30 minutes, you will discover the inward joy of their heart that married them to their passion for life and the affirmation of ideals that directed their success. We recorded this program 10 days before Christmas, and today we take you to Santa's Hideaway Hollow in Cleveland, one of the many stops that Santa makes along the way during Christmas. This obviously is the season of joy for many people of many faiths, but today we are going to visit a place where the spirit of Christmas lasts forever, a place where Christmas is celebrated every day of the year. Well, we know nothing lasts forever, but this place does because it is tucked away in your heart. But it helps create memories that we know memories last forever. So overall, my years in Cleveland, I have had the pleasure of introducing Santa Claus in front of hundreds of thousands of Clevelanders. But never have I had the opportunity to interview Santa. This is not your television Santa. This Santa is special because his gifts are magical. Magical in light of the way that you have never seen a child react. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to the most magical place on the face of the planet, Santa's Hideaway Hollow. And sitting and resting in his beautiful red and gold chair in his very comfortable living room is none other than Santa Claus. Welcome, Santa. Welcome. Merry Christmas. We are, we are so excited to be able to talk to you today. It's a very, very busy time, as you know. It's only nine days away. In fact, it's nine days, 11 hours, and 34 minutes. So we are really busy checking the list, checking it twice, picking out the right toys, getting them wrapped, getting them on the sleigh, and getting them earmarked for what part of the country we're heading to. It's a great time, Larry. It's a great time. But for us, it's a spirit that lasts forever. Yes, it does. And, Santa, you know, you just mentioned it. I can't even imagine how busy you must be at Santa's Hideaway Hollow. Would you please describe to our listeners, since this is not television, what Santa's Hideaway Hollow looks like and where it is located? Well, the location I can't tell you because that's a secret. I will tell you, though, it's in Ohio. Uh, And right now what's happening is we we have all the elves sitting very close to me, and they're all answering the letters. We get mail from all the surrounding communities all throughout the area, some from different parts of the country. Uh, letters that are addressed to Santa, Santa Claus, North Pole, Ohio, with the 44026 zip code, and it comes here. 
and our elves try to answer them. If there's return address, they answer them, and there's no charge for that. It's just something that we do because we're real. Now, Santa's Hideaway, it was built for one reason. Many, many years ago, I met a young mom who had a child who was dying. And when he sat on my knee, I asked him what he wanted for Christmas, and he said nothing. And I looked at him, and I said, come on, you got to want something. What do you want for Christmas? And I took off his stocking cap, and he was totally bald, and a scar came across his head down behind his ear. And I looked over, and there was mom with the biggest smile you could imagine, but with big, big tears. And he, his, his answer to me was very simple. He said, Santa, you know I'm dying. Just make my mommy happy. And I think that's the first time I ever really understood what tears of joy meant. But that was the situation. It was, it was make his mom happy. And that's what Santa's hideaway was built upon, making moms happy, trying to create that last memory. This young boy, he was a patient at Rainbow. And mom took him out of the hospital early morning, signed him out, because she saw the sighting. Santa was going to appear at this location. And it was an early appearance because the schedule is is still busy. She didn't have a lot of time to spare, so she took him out of the hospital, traveled to me, and then after our visit, he had to go back to the hospital. So every time we do or welcome or a visitor comes here, our sole intent is to make moms happy. Now, I know a lot of times there might not be a mom, it's a grandmother, it's a granddad, but our motto is make them happy. And that's what we do. So when they arrive, there's a long driveway that they come down. And there's an information center, and the elves will stop them and welcome them. And across from the elves are our herd of elf pacas. Now, these are a special breed. Some people think they look like alpacas, but that's intentional. They're elf pacas, and because of who they are and what they are, the elves can ride them, and they travel with me on Christmas Eve. Their names are Ho, Ho, and Ho, so the kids got to say, <laughs> Hi, Ho, Hi, Ho, Hi, Ho. Then they were allowed to go in. They have a map to the property, and as they come down further the driveway, they'll see Elf Tower, where Buddy the Elf is at on top of the tower, ringing his bell, welcoming by screaming to all the kids, Welcome, welcome. Santa's here. Santa's here. He's in a tower, and that serves two purposes. When the medical helicopters fly into land to visit the children, they circle three times, and then Buddy will start yelling, the plane, boss, the plane, and the helicopter will make its approach to our helipad. The children then proceed back as they all this is going on. They proceed back, and they're taken back to the, the forest within the Northwoods, and it's got a large lake, and it's got pavilions, and it's got dining areas, two dining areas, a cook's pavilion. It's got a bait-and-tackle shop. It's got a teepee that is an authentic Cherokee Indian teepee. And the kids can go fishing. The lake is very deep. It's stocked with bass, bluegill, catfish. We always have 100 poles waiting for our visitors. We have a number of elves that assist the kids, because a lot of the kids that come here perhaps never fish. And the fish are big, and we make a reason for that. So when they catch something, it's fun. And there's many stories from that. I've had one boy that caught a fish ran across the field to his grandmother to show her the fish, and he didn't reel it in. He just yanked it out of the water and, and just dragged it behind him. Most recently, I was sitting in my chair in my workshop, and a young boy standing in line to see me, I asked him how he was, what he did today, and he said, I went fishing. 
And I said, great, did you catch something? And he patted his pocket twice and said, do you want to see it? It was in his pocket. So the, <laughs> the fun that goes on, but they're, they're fed. We have full lunch for everybody. And then once it's done, the elves all go into their assignments and their locations, and then the families are allowed to go anywhere they want in the North Pole. And by that, there's a nine-hole putt-putt. There's town hall where my list is kept. There's a general store where all the items that the elves shop for, their favorite breakfast, their favorite lunch, uh, the snacks that they give to Santa, the treats for the reindeer. Uh, we have a bakery. We make our own chocolate chip cookies and brownies right here on site. We have an ice cream store that has two has two servers. We have 18 flavors of ice cream. Now, Larry, as I talk about stores, there is no charge here. This is all totally free to the children. We have a carousel that kids get to ride. This carousel was made for kids in wheelchairs. It was recessed into the ground, so there is no step up. It's an even platform coming right off the cement. We have my home, which is a chalet, which is up in the trees. We have a barber shop. We have four barbers. We actually cut hair, braid hair, color hair. Uh, the most famous, of course, is the elf, is the elfie. And we also have an elf nail salon where the kids can get their fingernails done many, many times. And, and, and days when we had the disabled vets here, Larry, 84 vets stood in line to get haircuts, and that's a remarkable number. We have a trolley that is our transportation system that pulls all the kids and their families all over the facility, and it's pulled by Mater, the tow truck. We have a train that kids get to ride. We have my workshop where I sit where all the toys are, and I get to visit each family one at a time. We have a bank and a schoolhouse and a, and a post office and a toy depot. While the bank, we don't deal in money, but we deal in wishes. And the kids get to write out their wish on their card, present it to the wish keeper. She then explains to every child, not every wish is a good wish, but no wish is ever denied. It just might not be the right time. So then she stamps it, and the children get to put it in the big safe, and it's kept forever. The uh, bank, the uh, post office, they from all over the country. It's a recognized post office by the U.S. Postal System. The schoolhouse, well, it's in the colors of blue and orange because there was a certain, it's a certain elf from Chicago that wanted to build the elf schoolhouse into the bear's den because that's where we train the teddy bears how to be soft and cuddly, how to see the tea parties and not be bored, how to be stored in a closet and not be afraid, and how to be shoved under the bed and not collect dust mites. When they learn all those things, they get their Teddy diplomas, and the children take them home. There's so much here, and now we have a chapel. It's a beautiful chapel. It holds 101 seats because I can put a Dalmatian in every seat. But we built the chapel because many, many families don't belong to a church or an organized Christian family. So when the time comes, they don't know where to go for final service. So we're allowing them to come here, no charge, to use our chapel for their service to give their child a, a, a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. One of our newest things we're now building is our Airstream. If you remember the movie with uh, Chevy Chase, The Christmas Vacation, they found the biggest tree. It was at a tree lot with an Airstream, and they put too big of a tree on their car, and they trashed their car into a snowbank. Well, we have the Airstream. We have the car. 
We got it out the Airstream. We're going to turn it into a movie theater. We're putting a larger air conditioner on it because we're open for the summer. These were all the summer visits. So the kids have some place to go cool off for the service dog, watch the movie, have popcorn. Pepsi's adding another another concession trailer next to it that will have soft drinks and popcorn all available for the children. So that is there as well. Now, this year, because of COVID, we are now replacing all the porta johns and we just brought in restroom trailers. Um, as you can imagine, uh, suffered hardships and had to sell some of their equipment to pay their bills. And we were the one of the recipients that got one at a very good price and brought one home. So there's so much here. There's so much to think. Most importantly, the reindeer are here. The whole herd is here. All nine of them, all waiting for the children to say hello. So I'm sure I missed a couple of things because we're so used to all this. But Larry, you've seen it. You know what it looks like. It's great. Mm -hmm. And yes, it creates memories. Well, many years ago, just when you began to fulfill your dream, I came to Santa's Hideaway Hollow and I brought, at the time, my three-year-old special needs granddaughter, Lauren, Yes. which was, as you know, a very difficult time in our life. But she got to sit in your lap. And to this day, she has never forgotten that experience. And I've heard you say many times, it's medicine for the soul. You're listening to uh, Larry Morrow, Take Two, and our very special guest today is none other than Santa Claus. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's Christmas, Santa Claus. And, and, and I know that you have received so many incredible letters. It, and I happen to have a letter somehow, and I don't know why or, or where I got it, Santa, but it was from a doctor, and he was telling the story of Rebecca. She had spent three years in pain. On a scale of 1 to 10, the doctor explained that she is a 12 every day. Rebecca's pancreas had shut down, and after a dozen operations and changes in medication, no solution was in sight. So obviously she was having a very difficult challenge, but Rebecca is a tough kid. She is 10 years old. She has fudge brown hair, eyes that sparkle, a weatherproof smile, and a book of miracles. And she showed it to me. It's a spiral notebook, edges weathered, adorned with crayon flower stars, and an occasional clown, and the handwriting of a child miracles. And here's what she said, Santa Claus. I slept all night last night. Daddy snuck a puppy into the hospital. Mommy is going to place a Christmas tree in the corner. Now, those are the kinds... I had happened to have that letter from a doctor whose child, Rebecca, came to Santa's Hideaway Hollow many years ago. And I, don't, I really don't know whatever happened to Rebecca. But those are the kinds of things you do all the time. Now, are the hospitals, Santa... Do they, do they call you or are, are your elves in touch with those hospitals to bring the children to Santa's Hideaway Hollow? How it works uh, every year in February, March, April, we have a meeting with all of our volunteers and all of our elves. We try to work out a schedule that we could make ourselves available, and we want to make sure that every Saturday and Sunday through the summer months, so that we can be available for certain hospitals and, and organizations and so forth. Because all our volunteers are volunteer-driven, we have no salaried employees, so we put this all together, and then once we have these dates, we then send all the dates to all the hospitals, 
all the children's hospitals or hospitals that have children's wards and tell them these are the dates that we are available for visits. So every hospital then will pick a day that they want for their children. So there will be a day for the Cleveland Clinic. There will be a day for Rainbow. There will be a day for Metro, a day for Akron, a day for Nationwide. There will be a day for Down Syndrome children, a day for Autism children. There will be a day for Disabled Veterans, a day for children with, with mended hearts. There will be a day for children with craniofacial. There will be certain days and certain organizations and so forth. And our days will run anywhere from 200, to 200 people, 250 people to 1,000 in one day coming to visit us. And it all mm-hmm. depends on who they are and where they're coming. And they arrive about 1030 in the morning, and there are no hours to leave. It's whenever they're comfortable. And uh, some will leave in very, very late because they don't want to go home. Um, and it depends on the health of the child, how long they're able to stay. Everything you have... comes through the hospital. The families are contacted by the hospital. Uh, they're invited by the hospital. Uh, we get a list of who's coming so we know the medical history. It, 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 typically, if a child has brittle bone disease, I'm informed this child cannot be picked up, cannot, cannot do the mm-hmm. things other kids can do. So, and then we have doctors and nurses on site who do nothing but walk around and watch the children, look in their eyes, watch how they're walking, to spot if there's any discomfort, if there's something we need to do. Then we have an ambulance on site, and then the medical helicopters are on site. We do everything we can for the safety of the child. Now, we are, we're speaking with Santa Claus here on Larry Morrow Take Two, and, and of course, this is Christmas time. Now, you have certain rules for the children. Can we go through that list of rules that you have for the children? Because when I was there just a few years ago, I happened to see those rules. So can you go through those rules for parents who are listening right now that they well, just may happen to have their children in the car with them? Well, I tell you, that would be perfect because there are a number of things uh, every every child wants to know if they're on a good list or a bad list, and they and they sometimes don't pay attention to the rules until very very close to the end of the season. But I know what's going on in the child's house very very early in the year. I send back all the elves and the shelves. They come uh, they come to us after Christmas, and they go through more training and they go through more more study courses, and then we send them back to the children's homes the day after Thanksgiving. Some arrive early, some arrive late, some have to be quarantined in today's world, but they know everything and they tell us. So in these final days, what we're telling the children is to listen. Listen to mom, listen to dad, listen to the grandparents. If they tell you to do something, don't argue, do it right away. If mom says, pick up your toys, it's not a suggestion, it's an order. Pick up your toys and put them away. Christmas Eve will soon be upon us. I tell you, the elves are so excited, they can scarcely believe it almost is Christmas Eve. On that night, the children have to go to bed early. There are no exceptions, and there's no ifs, ands, or maybes. There's a major rule that I cannot enter the house until they're asleep, because if they're awake, then I get in conversation, and then I'm, I'm late for the next child's house. So sometimes I'm stranded on the rooftop waiting for them to fall asleep. So they've got to go to bed early. I have to have my cookies and my milk close by to the tree. It's a long night, and I do get hungry. And the milk I find very refreshing. 
But here's what's important. I have to have carrots and apples for the reindeer. Those animals, those those best friends of mine, travel the entire world with me, and they are just so crisp, so anxious, so excited, such in a hurry that they burn up so much energy up in the high winds and the cold winds, and then we're in other parts, and then, and then the hot sun. They get so worn that the refreshments they need are nutritious. Apples and carrots are very, very helpful to them. Now, throughout the year, there are other things they've got to do. But now for Christmas, these final 10 days, these final 10 days, it's everything mom says. So they can't cry, they can't pout, they can't do anything that, that would cause any elf in the shelf to make an, an immediate phone call to its elf supervisor to tell me we have a problem. You also have, for those, wanna, for those who are listening now, you also have a Santa tracker where they can see you at any time they want to see where you are someplace in the world. That's we are correct. very lucky today. Right now, yeah. you just happen to be in Cleveland, Ohio. But you travel the world, don't you, Santa? I do. I, 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 it's a great time for me. I mean, it, Larry, if you could imagine the coldest of nights and me sitting in my sleigh and I'm, and I'm watching the reindeer bobbing their heads and, they're, and I'm hearing the bells on their harnesses and my mustache starts to freeze, but the elves always pack me hot chocolate and I have to put my goggles on because of the wind and the cold. But it is such, and, and you're not cold. It's such a refreshing feeling because my red suit and my long underwear, it keeps me warm and all the gifts are in there and I'm talking to the reindeer and once in a while they'll make a snout mark and, and it's just, it's, so exciting when you're making a distance travel from from one continent to the other. If I'm going from California to Hawaii, or if I'm going down to Japan, I'm going to Australia, or I'm going back over to the United Kingdom. It's such a great trip, and we do it so fast. People wonder how I get by, but we all know the speed of light goes in one direction, and we're able to slow things down by going the opposite direction, and we can do all this in one night. But, you know, there are, such as Russia, I don't go to Russia until January 6th. So it's not the whole world. It's almost the whole world. But then I do it all again on January 6th. And in Russia, you know, I'm called Father Christmas. There are parents uh, that are listening right now, Santa. No, but aren't they lucky to be a parent? Yes, they are. Absolutely. And I am one. I, I I I know your heart. I mean, they're so lucky, and there's so many families who have lost a child, will give anything to be in their spot right now at Christmas and have a child with them again. I just hope well, that these parents that are listening are just realize how fortunate they are. Santa's Hideaway Hollow welcomes all children and their families of um, critical and terminal illnesses and all disabilities. And, of course, if you missed the beginning of the show, I talked about having my three-year-old granddaughter there when uh, when Santa was just building Santa's Hideaway Hollow for everyone. Uh, but you, you're working with, and you, you touched on it earlier, Santa, the Cleveland Clinic, University Hospital, Caddy Larlam, and, and various hospital orga, hospice organizations. For parents listening to us right now who have children of needs, how can they, how can they contact you, Santa? Well, it's better to go through a hospital or their organization if they belong to any support group, uh, be it the Down syndrome, be it the uh, um, 
Methenbaum, be it any of those for the, the different organizations. Uh, it's mm-hmm. better for that way to go through them because they come together as a group, and that way they're all surrounded by family members who are in the same condition they are, and it makes the visit so much easier. But if they can't do that, then just go on to on, on the SantasHideawayHollow.com and reach out to us, and we'll get back in touch with them very quickly. Larry, I will say this. Since we started, we've now seen over 198,000 children, and the number keeps wow. on growing. Now, let me, if I could take a moment, I want, I want to, do we still have time for something? The elves, the elves love telling jokes. So I want to, I want to give you a couple of jokes to those kids in the car if I can. What is red and white, 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 red and white? It's me falling off a roof. <laughs> what is Santa's favorite singer? It's Alpha Presley. What do the children learn? In school, the elf a bit, and here's one I personally love. What did the gingerbread man take to bed? It's cookie sheet. Well, we've been speaking with, with Santa Claus for the past half hour at a very magical place where the spirit of Christmas lasts forever, and they celebrate Christmas every day of the year at Santa's Hideaway Hollow. Well, what can I say to you, Santa, other than Merry Christmas. And and to you, Larry, to your family, to everybody, and to everybody out there, let me just say, Merry Christmas. I love you all. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'll be there soon. <laughs> Don't forget my cookies and milk. <laughs> As we wrap up a year to remember, take the smiles you shared, the time spent with socially distanced friends and family, the things we have taken for granted, your new understanding of technology and things like Zoom and the hope that we have for a much better 2021. Be safe. And let's meet back here again Saturday morning at 9.30 on 12.20 The Word and Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. on 14.20 The Answer. Until next time, do all the good you can to everyone you can, every time you can. This is Take Two, and I'm Larry Morrow. Larry Morrow's Take Two is now a podcast series featuring an inspiring library of conversations that Larry had with many broadcast legends from Cleveland and around the world. Subscribe to the podcast and remember to share it with a friend. A new episode releases each week, and it's right here on the Larry from the Heart podcast platform. Thank you for listening.